Hi, I'm Lydia with Revelation Real Estate, and today in Solving Life's Next Chapter, we have two folks here, and um, we've got Lisa with Home Care Services and Allison with Legacy uh, Home Care. Thank you for coming, ladies. Thank you for having us. So today we're talking about... um, there's no place like home, and of course, um, you both work in home health care and placement. And so, for let's start with you, Lisa. Let's let's talk about what is the difference between home health care and non-medical in-home caregiving. Excellent. Because that that's yes. very confusing. Yes. It, so. it is, and thank you so much for asking that. So, home health care um, primarily deals with uh, physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech, uh, and an RN coming to the home. So someone becomes discharged, right away that's all set up, well, particularly the the RN. Um, And then if if it's deemed that that person needs physical therapy, then that is set up. So they're in the home for maybe 45 minutes or whatever that visit is for a lot of amount of time that Medicare does pay for. Um, So the big differential here is that home Home care is completely non-medical, um, ordinarily private pay. Sometimes long-term care insurance does cover that. Okay. Uh, and um, I know there there are uh, some companies in the works of providing 40 hours a year, th- but that's down the road. So right now it's it's primarily private, uh, you know, private pay. Okay. Uh, and it's it's non-medical. It's uh, activities of daily living. Uh, if someone is, you know, so when you say that, that activities mm-hmm. of daily living, what does that encompass, right there? Uh, so that would be someone, uh, say, personal care, just taking a shower safely by themselves. Okay. And you know. They, they may need, you know, some assistance there. Providing uh, meals, uh, light housekeeping, running errands, grocery shopping, okay. pet care, things like that. So Okay, gotcha. And then what are the benefits of having a caregiver um, for those, for especially for the families? So explain to us why that's so important. Well, I feel it's... It, it, very important because the family members then can actually be family members and right. not be that caregiver. caregiver. Correct. Okay. Um, now, in some circumstances, yes, the family member is the caregiver. We could give them respite as well. But back to your first question, um, you know, we can come in and do the chores throughout the week, and then the family member can actually be the daughter and the son and the grandkids having fun and not doing laundry and, you know, prepping meals for the week or bathing uh, them or exactly. whatever they have maybe to. uncomfortable you know, right situation. and I think people don't realize that because a lot of family members think oh I can take care of mom or I can take care of dad yeah. but they don't realize we had Ann Ross here with mobile dentistries and she mm-hmm. was explaining you know with uh, especially with um, dementia patients you have to actually brush their teeth because they don't right. remember to right. brush their teeth yeah, in the right. morning I mean it's not just taking care of them I mean it's a lot of detailed yeah. Taking it's care. anything you or I would do right to on ourselves, a daily basis, but for someone else. But for right. someone else, yeah, right. yeah, and you don't think about that, yeah, and, and it just—it's yes. crazy. So, what might be a typical schedule look like for a family member who's maybe considering home health care? Uh, commonly, it started off with let's say um, maybe a four, a six, or an eight-hour shift three okay. times a week, okay. something like that. Um, however, we were a little bit different because we can actually start off with four hours, once a week, once a month, something like that for a family to become more proactive in that idea of someone coming into their home and and not taking away the independence immediately. 
you right. know, more of a, a so, I'm here to be your assistant kind of right, thing. Yes, you know, right. So of, it may yeah. be something like um, just coming in and helping prep meals mm-hmm. for the month, or yeah. and starting out that way, and then moving exactly. into more of the hygiene, take giving them the baths or the shower, or w- making sure that they're not falling in the shower right, or right, whatever the right, situation right. is. Right. Gotcha. Okay. So um, uh, when folks are um, when folks are getting into home or getting home health care, um, what are some of the what are some of the reasons why someone would want a home health care? It's you know it's funny because we just talked about how and a lot of the shows that we do here talk about how people don't realize that they need services until it's almost too late. And mm-hmm. then they're kind of running around trying to find the services that they right. need. Right. So talk about, talk, give us that kind of a um, scenario on, on what to look for for our, our patients or family members. So I'd say um, even as uh, it might not seem like it's such a big deal, but personal care. You mm-hmm. know, you go to pick okay. mom up for lunch and you notice her hair might be disheveled or no makeup this time or different mix and match outfits, just little things like that, uh, because it was too difficult to get down to a bottom drawer or pick out, you know, Mm. this type of shoe or something like that. Um, And then just the hygiene, you know, part of it, that would be one, uh, you know, one one clue right there, uh, preparing meals, you know. Mm. Um, Maybe they're not eating as well as they used to because they can't, either they can't prepare them or they can't get to the store to go get the ingredients. Or they don't realize they need to eat. So oh. if it's someone that has dementia, they have forgotten that they actually need to eat. And right. so if there's yeah. nobody to help remind them mm-hmm. and put a right. nice presented plate in front of them, yeah. they're gonna let right. that go. And they probably haven't even been diagnosed yet. So yeah. they don't even right. know yeah. that there's some sort of right. dementia there at all. So, right. Right. okay, that makes sense. So, um, so when someone's gotten to the point of, say you're now in the home with them and you're seeing that either the decline or whatever, maybe they need more services. Um, what are some of the signs or what? when would someone go from home care to maybe where it needs to go into maybe more of assisted living or independent living or memory care? How do you decipher, how do families decipher those types of, of uh, when it's time to move on? Hmm. And that might be kind of my area here. Mm -hmm. So um, I also work with Legacy Home Care. And maybe um, before we go forward, Mm -hmm. Lisa, if you would want to talk about home care resources and and all of the companies that are associated. Yes, yeah, explain to us because you guys have a unique, your programs are unique to you. Right. So we um, we actually do have uh, approximately 275 caregivers working at a given time for us uh, because of the fact that we do have uh, centrally located uh, home care resources okay. in the uh, East Valley then we have legacy home care uh, and then also in the West Valley we have blessings for seniors okay and Hyde Park in North Scottsdale oh, so we do okay. cover the entire valley um, and all of those are home health care companies correct home care non-medical yeah. non-medical home care yeah. okay so we want to different home okay. health from yes. yeah yes. yeah okay so There's all of those are non-medical yes. home health right. so all of those companies can come and do the showering and the 
meals and exactly. the preps, yeah, things exactly. like that. And yes. also, um, not even as far as just companionship and then moving into some of the activities of daily living, but also more of the complex cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, we work uh, with um, you know Barrow's Neurological Institute okay. quite a lot. Um, we're on the uh, uh, Innovative Care Partners with all the Honor Healths, which okay. there's only six agencies on that. Uh, and then also with um, uh, the ALS, ALS Foundation, there's mm-hmm. three agencies on their, uh, uh, you know, that they highly recommend. And we've been on that for, for quite some time as well. So we have been operating in the Valley locally for about 20, 21 years, about yeah. 20, 21 years. Okay. Yeah. Locally okay. operated. So. And so all of these companies are owned by the same. Yes. They're all owned and individually um, under one under one company. One management. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So then, um, so tell us. Um, so services are the same east side, west side, and north side mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, so tell us then now how does it work once someone's once someone's had your services and now they're debating on whether to move on for either more services and or moving to the next phase which right. i think would be you Allison, exactly. right right because so. you are also you work for legacy but you're also a placement agent i am so, so. that is a whole nother ball game it is. so tell it is. us tell us what i i meet with a lot of clients that sure. I asked them, are you working with a placement agent? A lot of people do not know what a placement agent actually is. It sounds very scary. It does. So tell <laughs> us, what what, is, what does a placement agent do? So a placement agent or a placement specialist is somebody like myself that will come alongside a senior or their families and help them find either a care home or an assisted living community. And we're talking could be independent living, assisted living, memory care could be a skilled nursing facility there are so many variables here and so my job is to come alongside and take away some of this overwhelming stress that is involved there are literally hundreds out there and how does an individual know which ones are appropriate which ones can i feel safe that my mother or father or my you know my relative is in right so we do the footwork based on doing an assessment with the family, with the individual, finding out exactly what their needs are, what their budget is, what location they want to be in. And then I go about and do my research and am able to present them with several options, which we can then go tour, and then they can make an educated decision. Right. And I think, too, just in my experience, it's funny because when someone's looking at moving into Mm -hmm. an assisted or independent or memory care, the families always think, oh, well, I can go visit them and I can can see which ones I like. But they don't realize Mm -hmm. that you placement agents, actually, you look at um, the the, uh, state records to find out, you know, what they special, because each some of these places specialize in certain things some yes. in behavioral yes. situations some do better in memory right. some are better right. at independent right. and so there's and there's so many new ones out in the valley and people don't realize that it's not you're not just putting mom in an apartment right and with uh you know a decent restaurant right. or activities right. it's it's a it whole, has to fit the person yeah so it's unique to each family and you know going in i've been on the side of looking and i know how overwhelming it is and i had help at the time and so i'm very appreciative of that and that's one of the reasons that i want to help people because um, 
you know, you reach a stress level, usually at that point in time, there's a crisis going on mm-hmm. or there's just, you know, like you said, family is, is so busy and they think they can go look, but right. they really don't have the time. And again, so many variables that they don't realize. And getting back to the licensing, that also is going to indicate whether or not that home is, um, it has a good record or not yeah. in taking care of their residents. Yeah. So that's really important too, because, you know, I don't recommend every care home or, right. or community because of that. Right. So. And I think people don't realize they get checked on a yearly basis they do. and they, they do. have like oh, a yeah. report card that's yes, given do. to them mm-hmm. that they're supposed to give to families if the family asks for it. Right, but if the right. family doesn't know to ask for it, right. then mm-hmm. they, you know, and, and someone could easily just walk in somewhere and it can look good that oh, day. Absolutely. But then every other day after that, it might not right. look so nice. Right, or, right. You know. You know a lot of these places are gorgeous. I mean, I often say, sign me up, you know, because they're so nice. We have a lot of good ones. And they are nice and they do have good care. But what the thing to remember is that just because someplace is beautiful doesn't mean that they necessarily have the trained staff for whatever that individual's needs are. Right. I, you know, working with ALS, that's a big one that we work with. And not everyone is able to work with the progression of that disease. So I know questions to ask that maybe the family wouldn't know. Right, right. And I think that's so important Mm -hmm. because families don't real, they don't know what they don't know. Right, They think, oh, there's there's a new um, facility a block or two down the way and even though that might be convenient for them to walk to it maybe the one that's um, a mile or two or three down is the road gonna is going to be a better service yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. exactly yeah so i always try to encourage them to use a placement agent mm-hmm. for that reason mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. nothing you don't want to ever try to move someone more than once cuz oh, it's, it's traumatic it's yeah. traumatic yes. it's expensive yes. Yes. um you know it's it's hard for someone moving in there because they it takes them a while to to mesh with the community yes, and get a new routine in and there's a but once they're there and they and they have that mm-hmm. um you know routine and they find friends right. it, it it can it can totally change your life yes, and they yeah. can be a mate i mean they yeah. can be super like better than they were at home being alone right and so the title of our podcast is there's no place like home which is true right because on the caregiving side i mean who doesn't want to stay at home for the rest of their lives right. so our caregivers can go in and and a that happen but if there does come a time then maybe the care home which can um, actually provide them with a more specific need or right. the community that can be their new home as well right so there's no place like home yeah it needs to be home wherever there are right exactly and a lot of times too our caregivers may follow that you know that uh, individual right to that yes, independent can. living yes, or assisted living happen. that's a good point because right. there's not enough you right. know uh, the assisted living another misconception right oh it's assisted living someone's right. there for me uh, you know all the time seven. yeah right. and not sometimes so, they're not right. yes right yeah so we can right. still help and that is true and i think that's yeah. a good point you bring up because i think people that put their family members in assisted living don't realize that maybe they still need yeah. a little bit of help on right. the side right. here and there and it's always good to have a second set of ice they may go in on a weekend when they're off of work, but mm-hmm. you guys can go in during the week when they are right. when they don't have the right. time to go in and, right. and see what's going on yeah. with mom right. or dad or right. what have you. So, as a placement agent, I know this is probably very um, a good question for a lot of families. They want to know what that 
what those costs are to hire someone like you to place their loved one. So tell us how you guys get paid. Okay. Well, the beauty of it is that the service is free. Mm -hmm. So for the family, there is no cost for me to do what I do. Um, I'm always very upfront with our families as to how we do get paid. So a placement agency has developed relationships with directors of communities, um, owners of care homes. For me, if I go out and I'm touring and I'm getting to know, you know, a particular home or community, if it's someplace I would put my parents, Mm -hmm. then I will hand them a referral fee contract from Adult Care Connection. Okay. So down the line, if I refer an individual to them, they have an agreed upon percentage that they would pay Adult Care Connection for us helping them to get residents. Right. And care homes don't have marketing directors. Right. So this is very helpful for them. Right. And even with the communities, they do, but they also need that outside help. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I feel so good about saying, you know what, don't worry, this is not going to cost you anything. Right, right. So you do get paid by the community or the care home. Right. Um, That kind of brings me to another question, too. What is, kind of give us a scenario of what's, when do you place someone in a larger community? Oh, that's um, a good question. Versus like a home care. Very good. So that's okay. that's probably my biggest, um, that I even have concerns and questions sure. about that as to sure. when is it best for that person to go into a bigger community versus a group home? Yeah, I like that question because it's one of the first things that always comes to my mind. Mm -hmm. When I'm doing the assessment, when I'm observing the person, when I'm listening to what the family is telling me, you know, maybe some of their, uh, just their patterns or for a care home, I like them because they are very closely supervised. Right. So if I have an individual that I know is a fall risk, okay. I want somebody that's going to be there all the time. Right. If I have somebody that needs to be fed right. because they're not able to feed themselves, right. I want to make sure that they have that coverage right there. Right. And also during the night that that caregiver is right there. Right. Um, not all care homes have awake staff, but even if they are asleep at night, they make rounds or they've got the call buttons okay. and they're just right there. Okay. So, so they're actually living in the home. They're with the, living in right. the home with them. So nobody, no caregiver goes home at night. Right. I mean, there's always somebody there. Okay. And then the other thing about assisted, I mean, they're great too. It just depends if somebody, you know, a lot of times people will start out in an independent right. because they just maybe want a smaller place. They want right. a downsize, but they still are active and want to have right. the and maybe activities. They don't have, maybe they don't have they, the... They, maybe they don't need the resources that a right. assisted living would right. have. Right, but then they can. There are a lot of aging in place communities where when they do need that assistance, then they can have it's it. It's there. Right, yeah. and so for assisted living in the larger community, I feel like if it's someone who is confused, someone that has a very specific need that requires real eyes and hands-on, I am probably going to steer towards a care home right. because they can get lost in right. an assisted living. Yep. So it just really depends on the individual. On the individual. Yeah. yeah. And then memory care, of course, is very specified to those who have advanced Alzheimer's, that type of thing, where they right. know how to work with an individual who is, um, you know, maybe even wandering right. or just completely kind of has just 
forgotten everything. Right. But they can bring them back. There's ways to bring them back to memories that they've had and that right. kind of thing. So. What I have noticed the last, even my own few, last few clients that I've helped sell their home that have had to move into memory right. care. Right. It's amazing because we, we are lucky in Arizona. We have a lot of um, resources here that maybe a lot of other states right. don't have for right. our, their seniors. But what I have noticed with my, um, specifically my memory care patient or uh, folks that I'm helping sell their home, I have discovered that they, um, even memory care communities have different um, uh, resources and levels right. and, and care for that person. Right. Right. I recently had a, a couple, one, the gentleman had to move into an assisted living and instead of sending his wife to the memory care at that assisted living, they ended up having to send her to a specific behavioral mm. memory mm-hmm. care, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. they all don't have that. Right. So, right. so that comes to another good reason to, to have, have a that placement person right exactly. to have the placement person yeah. to have that a set someone who knows what to look right, for right with those some of those behaviors i try to keep couples together right. and they may have very different needs so again i can you know i can contact and i could talk to the directors and find out can we make this happen you know husband is okay and unassisted but wife is not how are we going to keep them together and so that's the goal yeah and and number one always and for you too i'm sure is safety it all boils down to safety right right Right. and would you say that fall falls are probably your biggest um the biggest concerns when folks are at home is is really fall more of the problem than anything else it's a big one yeah it is a big one but a lot of times it's not necessarily when we are there you know uh, and and again it it falls into budget and all of all of those encompassing you know the care many times it's the weekend when we're not there and right. the family members right. there right. or somebody's doing something in the kitchen right. and mom or and dad not really yeah. watching yeah. right because sometimes they yeah. can't be you can't have 24-hour eyes on right, them. Yeah. right. so yeah. it's right. it's probably trying to get teach them how to get to a point where they can get them in and out of bed or in and out of a chair right. without right. having those right. fall right. problems right well and also we have an incredible social worker who goes out as well mm-hmm. and does the assessments right. and a lot of times too you'd be surprised well Maybe you would not be surprised, but the kind of houses you go into and the safety measures that, oh, are, yeah. that have <laughs> not been taken for years and years and years, yes, right? Yeah. And uh, and even just with that can alleviate the times when we're not there, at least it's safer right. when we're right. not there right. Right, at some point. Yeah, yeah it, I see the same thing. And it's funny yeah. because when, when we have babies at home, we're all careful about oh, yeah. plugging Proof. holes oh, yeah. and yeah. baby-proofing everything. But we don't think about that for the seniors that are... We don't senior-proof. We don't senior-proof the houses. <laughs> this is true. So it's it, and I think yeah. that's probably a big yeah, so just educating the families on yeah. the right way exactly. and what to do and right. what's better yeah. for them. Yeah, removing the area rugs, making sure right. the bathrooms are, you know have the bars that they need and, yeah. and and the resources the resources that we have as well yes, to send exactly. people out to, you know, right. do some of those tasks. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the things that I love yeah. about us is we have so many resources. Yeah. Like you, Lydia, yep. you're one of them. Yep. Yes. And, <laughs> you know, so, I mean, it's just, it feels so good to know that I have somebody that I can without a doubt say, they can, you know, this is going to be a great person for you to talk yeah. to. Yeah, I feel yeah. the same way. And that's kind of what started the whole podcast right. was right. 
Because sometimes, especially at, at crisis situations, yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. you and I are the first ones that get those calls. Right. And the family has no clue yeah. the amount of resources that right. are out here right. for their loved ones. And right. a lot of times that... The, like, for instance, we have Savior uh, Hospice and Palliative Care. A lot of people don't know that those services are available and are paid for by Medicare. Exactly. And yeah. those are things that, that that's why this podcast was so important, was to get the information to the right. families to let them right. know there are services for you and you don't have to be alone. And a lot of times it's the social, it's the families that need more of the the caregivers are there for the for the patient right, or the resident right, right, right. but a lot of times those families need that reassurance that they're doing yeah. it correctly or maybe they need right. that respite care where respite for those who don't know are those that as uh, 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 it can you can take a loved one or have a caregiver in the home for 24 hours right. so that you could go on that trip with your exactly. daughter right or, or even or, just to the dentist or just yeah. to the or, dentist uh, or, out for a meal or something yeah to refresh so, yourself you yeah yeah, because people don't, they want to help their loved one, but they don't realize that they need that. Yeah. Yes. They need those resources right. just as much as their exactly. loved ones Exactly, and that kind of yeah. goes back with hospice. We partner with hospice. We partner with home health. Mm -hmm. yes. So it, it takes a village yes. to take care of a person. Yeah. So having the resources that all fit together can help, you know, that, like you said, the family tremendously because they are going through a lot, Yeah, you know, and oftentimes the person who's going through it doesn't realize what's going on. How stressed yeah. they are. Exactly. Yeah, they really don't. So it really is for mm -hmm. the family, True. you know, as much as yeah. the client. And it's funny because even I, and I know you have too, when we've had our family members go through this, even though we have all these resources, we still kind oh, of, of panic. Right and do like, yeah. It's like, what do I do? I know. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. we have to call each other and say, oh, yeah, yeah remember. <laughs> yeah, don't forget, we yeah, have this yeah. type of business that no, can help it, you out. You're like, true. oh, yeah. So what it basically boils down to, we're all human, you know, regardless of what we do. And we just need to remember, like you said, there are the resources out there. Yeah. And yeah. reach out. Are. You're yeah. not alone. Reach Be out. Be proactive. Yes. That's just yeah. the biggest I would say that's right probably there. the biggest thing because usually it's in a crisis situation that right. people are trying to find right. resources. Yes. And if they can find them before the crisis oh, hits, yes. then when the crisis does hit, yes. you already have the list of right. yeah. these are our resources that are for this situation. Oh, or yeah. if you don't have that resource, you could call one of those um, folks and say, what do you have that could help me with this? Or, right. yeah. you right. know, right. and it's, it's an educated choice. It's not just right. a, a random, you know, oh my gosh, Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Right. Yeah. You've done your research right. and you're confident, right. which would make you more at ease as well. And then move right. on to the next right. uh, issue, yeah. right. you know. Yeah, right. I think. Well, so. I really appreciate you both coming oh, in, talking about you trying to keep, keep, your, keep your families at home as long as Thank possible, you. and then if not, then you there are resources yes. for them as yep. well. Yes. So I really appreciate it. I would love to have you both come back and and give us yes. more updates and more resources later on next year. That so would be happy to. Yeah. Yes. Thank so, you. So um, so again, we have so if someone needs to get a hold of you yes. what is the best number to reach the do we call the resource side or do we call um which what's the better way to do it 
Actually, we, I mean, we all work together. So if okay. a call comes into Home Care Resources and this right. individual lives in Gilbert, yep. then we just go to transfer Legacy. the line okay. over. They and don't have someone, to hang up and call someone else. Okay, good. We just transfer And then them, if yeah. you have someone in Goodyear or North Scottsdale, right. you'll facilitate right. sending them to right. there. Okay, yeah, right. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so awesome. what is the phone number for the resource? Do you have it? Well, you know what? I will tell you what Legacy Home Care's phone number is okay. because um, I use that actually for everything. So it's 480-777-0070. Okay. And so, they can call you. You can facilitate getting them wherever they yes. need to Yes, and Adult point. Care Connection actually has their phone number and a separate phone number, but I, I use this one because I work out of the Mesa office. Right. So, yes, if you call that number, it will go to whatever okay. part of yeah. the valley needs and we'll, to have it. And we'll have the links on the... on the Perfect. Yeah, we'll put the links on there, too, for right. people to just right. be able to. So thank you so oh, much for coming. I really enjoyed it, I and I've learned a lot. So right. it's it's cool. there's a lot... There's a lot of resources out there, but there's also a lot of... Um, there's a lot of mystery. There is. Yes. And it's, it's hard to know what to do first. It and is. so when you have someone that can assess that family member and say, yes. okay, these are these are their symptoms and this is what I think, here's kind of a game plan to go right. through forward. Right. So, right. yeah, I think that's right. great. Well, thank right. you so thank much. You. Fantastic. Thank and you. And thanks for uh, coming on to the podcast show. And we will see you next week.